Hey, welcome to Youth Ministry in New Zealand. This is a podcast we hope will equip, inspire and uplift all those who want to see young people thrive. And welcome to Youth Ministry in New Zealand. I'm Tim. And I'm Jasmine. And it's Christmas Eve. Yay! (laughs) We're actually sitting here, we're recording two episodes, well, framing two episodes today, aren't we? Yeah. And we were talking earlier about how my house, and particularly my office, does not look Christmassy enough at all. Does not, although it looks cleaner. This is true, the the carnage of the end of the year is gone. I I said it looks cleaner, and then I look down, and there's just like a microphone box just (laughs) thrown on the ground. (laughs) <laughs> you can't tell them that <laughs> I can because it's I mean it's still cleaner than my office so next year I want an outside Christmas tree in the middle of my lawn like oh, a, I want to cool. put a big pine tree in and outside yeah. lights and doing outside Christmas carols that's a great idea you have a huge lawn to do it mm-hmm, I think it'd be good do some yeah. Christmas parties eh yeah more Christmas parties that's mm. exactly what you the introvert wants <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> maybe not but it would be good you know and mm. It actually prefaces today's conversation well, mm. because today we are interviewing Jono, or recording an intro to his interview, Yeah, and we talk a lot with him about community ministry, about engaging with people where they're at, and about doing life with them beyond our programs. Mm. And I think, you know, something that I've come to realize over the last few years is that part of that is taking the opportunity to celebrate with our communities the things that are important to them. Yeah, yeah. You know, I used to, like, go away Queen's birthday weekend and Labor weekend. But I think, actually, those are, like, important festivals mm. in New Zealand society. We should be celebrating them with the community, mm. you know, getting involved somehow. Yeah. 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 Um, and when you say we, do you mean me? Because you weren't actually there for this interview. <laughs> 100%. This was Jasmine's first solo interview. Oh, and didn't it go swell? It did, it did. Did. Yes, so I headed over to the Hawks Bay. I was running um, something called that in the Presbyterian Church that we call a Warren of Fitness, um, which is basically just a one um, one day safety training where we um, yeah run through kind of all the policy and making sure that people are doing ministry safely so it goes through like rams forms and all that sort of stuff all the bits you love yeah and so i was like man i can't miss this opportunity while i'm here to have a chat with Jono because he is awesome and they're like my ministry heroes mm-hmm. and you were saying before that you, you sometimes look at them and go man where they are now is you know 10 years from where we could be in martin yeah and um the interesting thing about that is that actually when they were thinking about hiring someone for my job they went over there and talked to them first about like what it could look like um because it kind of just was like oh you know our towns are very similar in terms of like geography like placement to another big town you know like all those sort of things um population Mm. um yeah so (laughs) they went over there and were like well we could have this and I went over there and I was like well we could have this Mm. uh so that's that's my dream yeah, so the, this, to clarify our list for our listeners, is Epic Ministries from yeah. Waipukaro. So if, if you're ever looking to be inspired about youth ministry in New Zealand, check them out. Which is so funny because they're so humble about it. <laughs> like, 
Amazing, they're yeah, the sort of people to be like, we're the best. But yeah, I think they're. Now, I have an important question before you before we cut to the interview. Okay. You mentioned Warren of Fitness Training, Health uh-huh. and Safety Ransforms, our, our favorite parts of youth ministry. Do we have to do an episode on that one day? Oh, of course. But we're going to wait until they can trust us a bit more because I'm trying to figure out how we can make it not boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like youth workers have been trying to figure that out for <laughs> since Ramsforms were invented. Guys, if you send me a photo of your Ramsforms that you have filled out, I will give you a shout out. No, we will give you a branded mug. No, no. If it's a really good Rams form, okay. we'll give one person. We don't have the budget. We'll give the best. We'll give the best Rams form a branded mug. We will give the best Rams form a branded mug. Deal, deal. There you go. <laughs> and again, on that on that note, shout out to Joe McMenamin who designed our logo and continues to bless us with amazing artwork. We love yeah. Joe. Check out his stuff online. We'll put the links in the podcast notes. But for now, stay tuned. Listen to the sweet tunes and uh, check out Jono's interview. Yes. All right, welcome back uh, for the listeners, for Jono, it's... Welcome here. Um, we're sitting in your beautiful home. Love your artwork. You've got some good stuff around. Cheers. <laughs> do you, oh, oh, the skateboard was mine. It's very cool. <laughs> um, do you want to just introduce who you are so that everyone knows? Um, I'm John O'Craig and uh, I'm a youth coordinator at Epic Ministries in Waipuro, Central Hawke's Bay. Um, married to Kate and I have two kids, Micah and Lucy. Awesome. And Micah is here with us, so he might he pop might in and out. I hope he does. It might be quite cute. It'll be our first kid on the podcast. <laughs> um, but yeah, so tell us a bit about your ministry, how long you've been there, everything like that. Um, so I've been, uh, Epic Ministries is a, is a youth trust. Uh, mm-hmm. It was formed in 2004. Um, and before that was a um, volunteer church youth group um central hawks bay is not a massive community and so it's a mm. community youth group rather than a um linked specifically to one church although uh, at the moment st andrew's presbyterian church um in Waipak is the uh main church contributor yeah and um yeah and a really strong partner um but yeah been uh doing lots of stuff i actually grew up in the youth group before it was epic. Oh, cool. Um, my parents and a few of my mates' parents started a youth group in 93. That's the year I was born. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, something like that. 93, um, when I was part of that. Um, cool. Which was cool. And then moved away, did uni, and worked in Tauranga for a while. Um, and then, yeah, uh, came back here. My wife was running the youth group um, and it's part of Epic. And I uh, worked in graphic design. And a few years after that, um, I like to say I knocked her up and stole her job. <laughs> um, 
So, yeah, now everyone can hear that one. That's my favourite one-liner. Um, yeah, so I always volunteered with youth group and youth groups beforehand. Um, but about six years ago, yeah, it is six years ago, I started mm. working full-time for Epic. Um, and, yeah, I, I coordinate the high school age stuff. So our youth group, uh, our Epic uh, kind of looks with looks after kids from kind of two, three, through to eighteen. Mm. Um, a kids church program, youth group, intermediate program, um, and then lots of different initiatives in schools and and different things. So yeah. So what are some of those initiatives that they're doing? Um, so uh, we've got uh, we also look after the youth council. Yeah. Um, and through that, we've created a resource called Ivan the Caravan, which mm. is a um, mobile hub with a barbecue and sound system and stuff, and taking that into different schools and running a values-based lunchtime activity program and then working mm. with the senior students that's in primary schools um, and um, in the high school age stuff, uh, we've just got one college here, and mm-hmm. so supporting the college um, and what they do uh, through the winter terms uh, on uh, help out with their breakfast club on a Thursday mm, morning. Cool. Um, and which is just a cool time to hang out with kids and stuff. Any of the extracurricular activities we go in and support. Um, mm-hmm. A few years ago, we did Youth Week, National Youth Week. Um, actually quite a few years ago and it was a cool so we went into the school and did lunchtime activities and um, it was a real cool chance to um, add some value to the school have some fun mm. and, and catch up with kids meet new kids and so since then we've continued to do youth week and we actually do a youth week in term ones two and three. Oh, um, cool so we go in and run lunchtime activities for the week um, and we do National Youth Week in Term 2, but the other two we just do our own one where mm-hmm. it sits um, within the school calendar and it's just a chance to um, have a blast. In our Term 3 one, we've built a tradition of one of the days we do a free hot soup um, <laughs> and get all the church people to make crock pots of soup. Nice. And I think we took 16 or 17 crock pots in this year. Um, we gave away three or four hundred cups of soup. Um, wow. All people are cool. great at making soup, right? <laughs> yeah, all sorts. It was, yeah, yeah, that's real cool. I was going to say old ladies, but it's a little bit broader than that. Um, yeah, and yeah, those kind of things. It gives the church an opportunity to bless the young people. Yeah. And um, But yeah, kind of going into the places where our youth at has, has really... Um, helped us to get to know them better mm. um, and understand them in their context. Yeah. Often just seeing them in our Friday night program, if that's the only time we see them, you only see a little piece of who they are. Yeah, um, that's so true. I find the same thing for yeah. our ministry. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so how many of you are going into the schools? Um, so we have... Uh, so I'm yeah, the high school age coordinator and then... Uh, another staff member and then we have a few interns mm-hmm. um, or gateway students so we use the college gateway program which is like a um, kind of working and learning thing where they do a couple of days a week work placement and yeah. a few
few days a week in school. Um, so we've over the years had different kids try out youth work and mm. do gateway with us, and so those kind of um, ones are real helpful. Um, yeah. And then also working with kids that are part of our program, they come and support, and it's a big part of it actually. Our youth council mm. guys come in and help run that, and so we, as the paid staff, kind of facilitate that and wrap around it um, yeah. by trying to empower the youth to do as much of it mm. as they can too. Yeah. Mm. So what balance are you finding between the kind of secular youth work and the Christian aspect um, for your role, how do you balance that? Um, I've got this kind of um, model that I've adapted from some of the um, Doug Fields Purpose Driven Youth Ministry yeah. stuff from the States. Um, and I talk about the flow, um, moving kids from our broad community into opting in, coming and trying something out at mm-hmm. Epic, to belonging to joining, coming on team, to um, living it, choosing mm. faith. And so um, going into the school is, a, is, is us starting to go, this is who we are, and then it's easy for friends to invite friends along to our programs and stuff because they go, oh, Jono runs that, and they see Jono mm. at school um, or, or whatever. And so, and then, yeah, running events and stuff, um, where kids can invite friends to it and, mm. and things like that. It's cool. Yeah, so your Friday night and those programs are overtly Christian? Uh, so we run an alternate week program. So right. um, because we have a intermediate ministry uh, or intermediate programs and stuff as well, mm-hmm. we have alternate Fridays are Ignite, which is our Friday night group. Yeah. Um, and that um, name was kind of created by some of our youth talking about mm. the place where we start you, like you start a fire it's the start of this belonging to this community and exploring mm. faith um, and so that's not uh, we talk about God at a certain level but it's not overtly um, like you have to be a Christian or, mm. or, or actually nothing of what we do you have to be a Christian to be part of but yeah. um, it's not like a real heavy or intense Christian experience. Mm-hmm. It's uh, uh, we kind of talk about um, the love of God and wanting kids to experience yeah love and care and acceptance yeah um, in that framework. In the alternate week, we have fuel on a Thursday night, um, which um, is a small group based worship service and and small group discussion and stuff, which is mm-hmm. more intense um, faith based and opening the Bible. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. And so it's, um, and we've experimented with it heaps um, over the years and done different things. We did, we've had a lot of um, traction, I guess, through Youth Alpha. Mm-hmm. Um, we did that for, we did that one year and then we, it was so good we did it the next year and we we're like, mm. oh, we probably shouldn't have done it two years in a row. <laughs> um, so do you run that separately or as a part of We the... ran that every Thursday night right. and still ran Ignite alternate oh, okay. alternate cool. Fridays um, and that was cool I mean it was a big commitment big commitment mm. from leadership and stuff to get all the volunteer leaders to run groups and, and things but mm. it's a really cool um, overview of the Christian faith for kids exploring um, and we'll do it again um, mm. at some stage It's but just kind of getting that into a sort of a cycle um Sometimes you jump on something because it was awesome. And yeah. I'll crack that again. And 
They're like, oh, it was cool, but we thought you were going to have new videos this year. Like, Why don't we come and watch the same videos again? Oh, come on, Youth uh, Alpha. Yeah, <laughs> new yeah, content. Yeah. New content every year. But we haven't tried out that um, Scripture Union one oh, yet. Oh, Noah? Noah, yeah. yeah. I've seen a couple. It's pretty good. Mm, mm. Similar kind of yeah. model and things. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so, and then we run camps. Um, so we go along to the regional fielding Baptist Easter camp. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been the last three years. Before that, we ran our own Easter camp. But, yeah. Um, go, going along there gives our youth the experience of broader Christianity mm-hmm. um, because our small town, kind of one church, well, there's a few churches, but there's not a whole lot of expression, different expressions of what faith looks like. Yeah. And so to go to something like that, you see a whole bunch of kids who are engaging with faith in different ways and stuff is really mm. good. Um, and also it's a whole lot less planning to plan to be at a camp than to plan the camp. <laughs> oh, that's so true. <laughs> um, and then we run our own spring break camp um, in the end of Term 3, um, which is just a weekend camp, um, which has been really cool, and that gives us a chance to really throw energy into creating mm. something. Yeah, so what special. do you see as kind of the purpose of having the that camp especially? Um, oh, it's building, continuing to build belonging and building our community and exposing them to, um, like it's, when you're away with kids, it's so much more than, um, than two hours on a Friday mm. or a Thursday night yeah. in terms of, um, I was talking with a young guy last night actually, I finally caught up with him since spring break and he'd had, um, yeah, he made a commitment at camp and just talking cool. to him about that. And he's like, yeah, no, it's, I've never had a feeling like that before. Like, it's new. Mm-hmm. And and we have moments of that in the daily grind and stuff, but mm. camps are a special time where um, often steps are taken and, mm. and things like that. The yeah. journey journey progresses at a faster rate. Yeah, it's like a whole intense. term worth of info and like understanding yeah. goes into that. Yeah, and experience, mm. I think. Um, yeah, it was really cool. This year we had one of our former youth came back as our key speaker, oh, which cool. was really cool. Um, and she's trained in she's journalism and now she's working for the Christian Broadcasting Association or whatever it's called up in Auckland, so yeah. she's a good communicator. Nice. Um, but yeah, it was cool to kind of go and she can share stories and she knows our community. She's always mm. at our camp, so, um, which is really cool. Um, and we have a band come up from the street um, to lead worship with us because we've built a mm. connection with them. A lot of our, our youth leave Waipak yeah. um, when they finish school um, and lot go to uni and so some are down in Wellington. So the band that came up, we had, the drummer is a former youth member and oh that's the, such a cool connection yeah yeah and the lead is a cousin of our <laughs> other youth and yeah yeah so it's hmm. yeah and now there's a team of them that kind of come back the same one so they're kind of building they add to our leadership on that and, and yeah. stuff so yeah and hmm. I guess the kind of being out in the community is really important to be able to draw people in. Um, the change and the transformation and stuff happens mm. when they come to our things and and, yeah. and engage in that. But um, they won't come if they don't know about it or if they don't feel yeah. comfortable 
making those connections and and we add value to what's going on in the community so it's a good Mm -hmm. christian witness i guess um and in the community and stuff Um, Yeah, yeah so what what can you tell people who love the idea of doing this but are finding it hard to like know where to start in a community Especially because most places it's not as easy as somewhere like Martin or Waipak where you have to be community because there's nothing else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know how it translates into a city context. But I know it takes time. Yeah. Like, we've been going into the college. We're on our third principle mm. um, that we've worked with over the years. And um, and and you build. And I, I was really aware when I started going into the school that this was a rare and special um, place that we held. And so we, mm-hmm. we're really careful with that and yeah. we really honour um, what we're going into. We're going in to support the college when we're going mm-hmm. in there. We're not going in there to push our agenda. Yeah. So they're quite happy for us to come and love their kids. Mm. Um, and and so how can we help so we support their events and we mentor kids that are struggling and things. So it's kind of adding support. Um yeah, we started through um, some of our youth who were in the college who wanted to do something and supporting yeah. um, supporting what they wanted to do, mm. um, so quite youth-driven. Um, but things like the Breakfast Club, like lots of schools do that, and yeah. to have an adult, um, like there's a couple of staff members that do it as well, and then I've got some of our youth that come and help mm. with all the setup and things, and... Um, those kind of things are you're adding value to what they're doing and mm. it's it takes the pressure off staff members to be coordinating things and it's just mm. a, I mean I'm catching up with kids that I otherwise wouldn't see um, and, or you know wouldn't see between youth groups and things and so but I guess it's it's being clear on what you're what you're wanting to do if you're going to yep. talk to um, school management and stuff you can't just sneak in the door and just <laughs> hang out with kids you'll just get um, <laughs> trespassed or something <laughs> yeah that's really not the way to go I can now I can, I can walk in and give the staff members a wave you know and just, just yeah. oh what are you in here for today John? I'm oh, yeah. just catching up with some youth and, mm. yeah yeah we've had a bit of fun um, we've made a real push with using Instagram this year yeah um, and so um, trying to be really intentional about regular posts and stuff and um, doing a lot of communication through that. Um, mm. We've got a little rubber duck um, called Duckless <laughs> and I've run this campaign all year called Find Duckless. Mm. Um, and so I, I'll go into school outside of school time and hide Duckless somewhere in the school and take <laughs> a photo and then I'll post the photo the next school day or whatever and say find Douglas and win and then meet them at the main gate with a chocolate um oh that's such a good idea whoever's found it um and and people get into it yeah 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 and then every time I'm at school they're like have you hidden Douglas (laughs) (laughs) um and so that's been yeah a real success we're trying to dream up what we might do next year, whether we carry mm. on with Duckless or something different, but um, just to continue engagement. Um, yeah. And then you're like, they get a photo with Duckless in their prize, and so it's <laughs> another post, and it just kind of um, snowballs. 
So yeah. do you find that they engage well with the Instagram? Do you have is that your major way of connecting with kids? Yeah. Uh, well, aside from face to face, we've yeah. in the past we've used Facebook and we I still use Facebook a little bit. Um, Kids are all on Messenger, so mm, messengers yeah. we use Messenger to talk rather than texting often. Mm. But it's all secondary communication. Yeah. Because face to face is a million times better. Yeah. So I'm gonna change tag slightly. Yeah. Um, cool. So what are some things that your team and you are wrestling with um, in your youth ministry at the moment? Mm-hmm. Issues, is it? It could be issues. It could be things you want to do better. You know, just stuff that you're like, man, that's what we need to start working on. Um, I guess, um, building a good team of volunteers is a constant, um, a constant job and a constant mm. need, and it ebbs and flows of it. And we're at a point at the moment where, um, we need to start bringing up the next. Mm. layer of leadership the, the younger ones coming through and stuff because um, do you lose most of them when they leave a lot of year school? 13s will go um, so we probably have more boys than girls that stay around uh, yeah. taking on trades and stuff like that mm. um, and so some of them will stay engaged and, and, and keep serving and then we've got our team of adult leaders who are all pretty much former youth but mm. uh, in their 20s and only a couple of us in their 30s and <laughs> want to grow up but um, that yeah so yeah kind of figuring out and it's not really figuring it out because I haven't figured it out but it's <laughs> um, the beauty you never figure it out <laughs> yeah yeah just um, I guess investing into leadership and empowering younger, younger ones to to have roles in it and then mm-hmm. continue to bring through the next layers and stuff it's sort of like you get um, you kind of go through with waves of youth mm. I guess uh, or that's my experience um, that you get tight with a group and kind of go through with their age group and then they leave and you go yeah. oh start again and you kind of cycle through mm. and you've got all the youth there but there's yeah ones you connect with um, mm better but yeah just continue I'm yeah I guess I'm wrestling with that leadership um how to make leadership work and we have a big team of volunteers and a lot of our youth volunteer in our intermediate programs and stuff which is cool. cool um and things but yeah um and then yeah things like gateway students and stuff is really cool um guess some of that too is building it around their interests mm. um, we've had some great success with a bunch of boys who are into DJing um, and they're, they're just finishing year 13 now but they're the bomb squad and I <laughs> um, connected with them in year 10 helped them run a disco in the college oh, and cool. I was like oh you guys could help us with our discos and then mm. over the four years we've upped our game in terms of the gear we have available and they've got better and mm. um, and now we do real top-notch discos in the community <laughs> and stuff which is cool um, mm. and we have gear that works for that and so um, which has been cool 
I will be involved in the development of a skate park in town. You would have seen oh, that. Oh, cool. I don't think I did, but... Just over the Oh, bridge. yeah, I did. It's yeah. awesome, yeah. So I was on the development team for that with awesome. design and, and working with youth to mm. to bring that about. And now I get to go down and work, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, which is uh, quite fun. Um yeah. So you do ministry stuff down there, or you just no, nah, no. Nah, well, hanging out with kids is always ministry. Right? Yeah, yeah. So it's not again. It's yeah. It's it's relational. Yeah. It's not overt, and it's yeah. building connection and building. Mm. Um, I I remember um I had a pastor whose wife used to say you can't drive a ten ton truck of truth over a five ton bridge of friendship or whatever <laughs> so, something like that. But the idea that doesn't matter what you got to say if they've got no connection to you, then it's not yeah. very often that anything sticks and so yeah especially for young people eh? mm-hmm. they're looking for those people that they know they can trust yeah 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 and they can yeah and they want to feel valued and they want to mm-hmm. yeah we did a theme i am valued i bring value oh cool um which is kind of like a twofold thing mm-hmm. um but i think that's really important for kids to know that they're valued as they are and their contribution they've got something that's worth offering worth offering so we yeah. yeah so again yeah we've got quite a few skaters and scooters at the moment so it's cool to skateboard ministry though i found has is like such an amazing ministry because they've learned so many skills because they have to learn resilience and like yeah. what it means to have to get up and try and keep trying and yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's awesome that verse in the bible um the skateboarding verse uh although the righteous man falls seven times he rises again <laughs> Um, yes so that's a good uh, teaching moment Um, but yeah yeah um, other things I guess mental health's massive at the moment Mm. Um, and kids kind of just doing it hard eh? and just feeling lonely or depressed and stuff and so um, journeying alongside them I guess and, Mm. and we strive to create a community that anyone can come in and be themselves and yeah. be welcomed and be included um, and not feel like they have to conform to mm. what we're doing. And that's reasonably effective, I think. Mm. Um, but, yeah, that's something that's a constant work on in terms of um, wanting every new young person to come in and try it ignite have a go <laughs> but then also um you yeah, feel like they can be them mm. um and obviously in a safe way um, yeah yeah cool that's that's some good challenges i think um we've found from most of the people that we've talked to that mental health is a really big issue for them as well and i think just the whole country is really struggling with how do we do this well um kind of like the look of um, before it's an issue mm. kind of work and so yeah. building um, like you talk about resilience being a big thing at yeah. the moment and stuff and building good connections with each other mm-hmm. and with positive role models and stuff um, mm-hmm. giving them opportunities to contribute and be valued um, the rap training circle of courage you familiar yeah. with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do some training with that it's good um, in terms of um, a strengths based approach where you're kind of looking to develop skills in kids and then be able to celebrate them and give them opportunities to use those to 
to bless others and yeah um yeah i think um yeah i just think we just need to be alongside kids eh? yeah um, mm-hmm. and yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> that yeah. should be the name of the podcast, I think. <laughs> Rename it. <laughs> Discipleship in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's another another thing that I've been um, wrestling with a bit lately in terms of intentional discipleship and what it looks like and um, yeah, and how to model it to my leaders so that it mm. goes broader and stuff. And, and you know, you talk about... Um, Matt's favourite thing, the old master plan of evangelism. Yeah, three it's a great book. The, um, and, and what that really looks like um, in real life. Mm. Um, but yeah, spending time with young people and stuff is kind of the underpinning key. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So as we kind of wrap up, mm. uh, what are some things that some good resources you might be reading or um something that you can kind of leave us with as your parting wisdom (laughs) i got a lot out of purpose-driven youth ministry yeah so it's not requiring it's done fields um have you read it no i haven't i have to Um, put it on my list yeah and it's one that i read and then sat with for 18 months or something. Oh, um, wow. I just kind of going over it and, and kind of dreaming around it and, yeah. and stuff and recontextualizing it's American. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Minute, boy. Do you want to come say hello as we wrap up? Guys, <laughs> that, what does that mean? Cool. Well, thank you so much for having this conversation. We really appreciate um, cool. having you here and we hope that. Uh, that it's out all right. Yeah, I will. They won't know what this means. Cool, thank you. I was going to say, wasn't that a great conversation we had with Jono? But wasn't that a great conversation that you had with Jono that I listened to? Man, I thought about that the whole way home. I was just so pumped afterwards. More like about what we talked about in the intro of like just so much like vision and like God speaking to me about like this is what you can be. Like Mm, it was kind mm. of shaking me. But the scariest thing about that conversation was God. And Jono even said it um, afterwards to me. He's like, you can do it. You just got to stick around. And I was Mm. like, oh, what? To be here forever? (laughs) And I I think like half the reason I'm loving this podcast is because we get to go and sit with these amazing youth workers and hear their stories and be inspired. And God totally works through that, eh? Mm. And that's why we love sharing them with you, our listeners, because these are such inspiring stories of people who have just nailed some stuff and really given it their all. Yeah. And they've made mistakes and they've got it wrong and they're by no means perfect, but man, they're giving their all for young people in New Zealand and for God's mm. kingdom. Yeah. And um, so often it comes back to longevity, eh? Unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> I but, mean, yeah. But it's a real issue, eh? I mean, what's what's the lifespan of a youth worker in New Zealand these days? Like 18 months? Yeah. I totally understand. I've hit 18 months and I can see why people leave. Let's face it, the first 18 months are real hard and sometimes suck. Yeah. I mean... Nah, I don't know. I've kind of loved it. It's been. I don't think it's been like 
the worst challenge of my life. I think I've had worse, but like you can see where 18 months is like, you've actually kind of like, you've seen some growth and you're like, Oh cool. I've done something. Yeah. And that's what it feels like. Whereas you look at that and you're like, man, if Tama had left, that that's the person that Was started before that. Johnny, yeah, yeah. Before John, he's still there. Um, if he had left at 18 months, they wouldn't have that. Yeah. <laughs> Because they're, what, 15 years into? Something like that. Yeah, crazy, eh? So I loved one of the quotes he gave um, that he was quoting someone else of. About 26 minutes in, if you uh, to the interview, if you want to go back and listen to it. It says, you can't drive a 10-ton truck of truth over a 5-ton bridge of friendship. Ooh, and what does that mean for you? Well, it's what it meant for him, because he was saying it. <laughs> so he's kind of talking about the fact that youth ministry, or ministry in general, is so about connection and relationship. Mm. You can't actually call people out on life, you can't challenge them, you can't uh, draw them into more than, than where they are now mm. without the relationship. Yeah. And it sounds like so much of his ministry, of Epic's ministry, is built around creating space uh, and time for relationships to grow and develop mm. so that they can speak truth, gospel truth, into the lives of these young people. Yeah. It's probably also why it's really important that the whole church is on board with youth ministry, mm. though. Because as a youth pastor, we can only, um, you know, do youth ministry like like deep relationship with a few young people or oh, yeah. it's going to be, you're either going to get burnt out or it's going to be fake. Yeah. Um, so, but if you have a whole church that's on board with like, we want to love this community, we want to, you know, mm-hmm. be there for our young people in our church, man, like you can go so much bigger and better and deeper yeah. But even if you've only got one young person in your church, you can do this. Well, I think that's that thing, you know, like youth ministry isn't or ought not be in isolation, but sadly so often it does, eh? Yeah. You know, the, the youth worker is operating in isolation from the rest of the church and everyone's just glad there's a youth worker doing it so no one else has <laughs> to, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> and I say that kind of tongue-in-cheek, but there's a bit of truth there. Yeah. But, um, man, the things change when the church catch the vision of engaging relationally with young people. Yeah. And one of the things we used to say when we are training in practice was the relationship is the goal. Mm. We don't build a relationship with young people in order to achieve anything else. It's just we're building a relationship to build a relationship because mm. we truly want to know these young people yeah. and share our life with them. Mm. Anything else is an awesome byproduct. Yeah. But it's unlike teaching where you build a relationship in order to get the kid to know something to pass some exam. Mm. Actually, in youth work, we're about the relationship. We're about doing life with kids. And doing life with kids is fun. Because <laughs> it mean, means you that, get uh, yeah. paid to, like, play Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and eat, watch movies. And that, like, you know, when I first started this job, I spent so much time just building relationships. And I was like, man, this is crazy. Like, I feel like I'm not doing my job. Because I would spend all day just watching movies with them. But now mm. I see the fruit of it and you're kinda like, Yeah, well, you gotta you gotta do it. Sometimes you gotta watch terrible movies. <laughs> <laughs> What's the worst movie you've watched with young people? You know, I really like Castle Musical, but not the fourth time that we watched it. <laughs> really like it so these girls have been watching it so many times and I'm just like oh by the end of it <laughs> there's not many movies you can watch four times in a row eh? <laughs> no. yeah. so what did Jono say about how they've gone about kind of in the long haul mm. building relationships in the community outside of church 
because he made a really big point about the distinction of the events they run at church mm. and their engagement in the community. Yeah, well, I think the biggest difference was that whenever they're doing community stuff, it's all about what the community needs. Mm. They're not going in saying, you know, we're going to do this for you. They're saying, what can we do for you? Yeah. And I know for me, that's how I've got a big like head start in the with the council by saying, mm. like, how can I help you do youth stuff? Um, and, the, you know, for them it's paid off hundredfold because the school especially like trust them so much Mm -hmm. because they've just been like we just want to be here to help and that's like yeah they genuinely do want to be there for help it's not like a fast to be like sneaky in yeah yeah Yeah, i don't know it's hard though because you have to put a lot of effort into it yep and and i think like the difficulty when you're going for the long haul is always that you might not see immediate fruit Mm. and that can be hard eh yeah you know if you're in there for the long haul, building relationships in school with teachers, with boards, you might not get kids to youth group directly mm. from that straight away. Yeah. But you are being the light of the world. <laughs> or yeah. you get kids in your youth group from there, but they're like not the kids that your youth group kids are used to interacting with, which is what happened to me at my old church. <laughs> Our youth workers started doing 24-7 stuff, and mm. then, which is like a program where you yeah. do youth work in schools. Um, and through that, some of the, like, air quote, tougher kids started going to youth group and these kids had never, like, interacted with someone from, like, that background because Hokufuru is pretty fancy. <laughs> it, was, it was very interesting to reflect back and be like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, we see other churches wrestle with that when you start to grow a youth group and engage in the community and mm. working with these kids who desperately need the hope and purpose that comes from meeting Jesus. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they're rough. Mm. And churches are like, they just need to behave. Yeah. You know, tell them to stop kicking balls inside. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but relationship first, because I see that yeah. with you and our some of our boys, they look forward to seeing you each week and now they'll listen to you maybe after the third time, but for me it might take six times. Um, And that's because you spent a lot of time building that trust with Mm. them. And so they trust you when you say it's not going to be beneficial for you to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like one of the takeaways from John's interview, like wherever you are in your youth ministry, whatever you're doing, Mm -hmm. like there's such the challenge and invitation to get out in your community. Where are your young people involved? Where are they hanging out? You know, Martin is the centine in the skate park. Mm. You know, so how can you be where the young people are and be a presence there that's just building relationship, building trust uh, and inviting them to then walk into deeper life in some way? Mm. Um, you know, for, for me, gosh, it was like four years ago, someone came over and was talking about working in schools and they, they were from England. And they said the most important thing is just go in. And as you said before, what do you need? What can we help with? Yeah. And I've seen that pay off so often not trying to go in and push mm. an agenda or sell a program, just, hey, what do you need, mm. you know? So be encouraged, listeners, to get involved with your schools, get involved yeah. with community organisations, ask them what they need. Mm. Yeah, and while you're on holiday at the moment, because, you know, this is coming out in January, um, this is a good time to start praying about what those areas are. If you're still in town, if you haven't gone away, which hopefully you're going away at some point, um, this is a really good time to do like those prayer walks around the town. Mm, or mm. if 
you know, we're, we're talking to people hopefully that are in places like Auckland as well. Um, actually addressing what your community is is another big part because for Martin it's easy because the town is tiny but you know in Auckland and Wellington and stuff you're obviously not going to meet the needs of the whole city but you do have a community in there somewhere and Mm. what is that and how are you praying and you know looking at how you can be a part of that yeah yeah Yeah, where are your young people yeah new year so it's it's a good time to be dreaming and scheming and saying god what is your invitation this year where are you at work where do you want me to go and serve mm. and uh bless the community by being present for you yeah 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 and i just think as we begin to wrap up you know like one more takeaway from Jono's was the idea that as they wrestled with us in this tension of working in the community being employed by the church and mm. by trust and uh, there's tensions of different communities he talked about the rhythm they created of alternate weekly youth ministries mm. and so one is a kind of a more outreach youth ministry um, which has christian input but at a lower bar and mm. then one is a really intentional small group discipleship program and i think the encouragement out of that is whatever you're doing in your community as you follow god as you engage with young people as you serve schools and other community groups you know have the freedom to dream creatively mm take inspiration from Epic to to try different things, to look at different things. Go back and listen to some of our other interviews and, and hear these guys talk about the different ways they're doing ministry. Just because it's been done one way in our community doesn't mean it has to be done one way. Yeah. Let's be creative and try alternate ways to meet the needs of the community, to really serve mm. them, and to just dream about what that could look like as we pray through the new year. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love when I see, like, fresh expressions of how Christ is like living out in mm. these communities and through these churches and stuff. It's so cool when you see someone that's like, you know, actually we don't have a youth group because that's not what our young people need. Mm. You're like, oh, what? Um, they're like, actually we just run like a Bible study or we just like meet up with young people here. And, you know, and that's, that is youth ministry. And I'm so excited that people were kind of catching on to that. I remember the first time I heard about a youth group that wasn't on a Friday night. What? It like, kind of blew my mind. I was like, youth group can be on Wednesday? How does that even work? And that was my mate who was like, well, the town has three other youth groups on Friday night. We probably mm. didn't need another one. <laughs> Whoa, mind blown. <laughs> I remember my mind got blown when I was like, you don't have to do a whole topic in a term. You can do it over multiple. What? Like, like in my head, I'd always been like, okay, this term is this. But, like, actually, you can just do whatever you want. Like, it yeah. doesn't have to fit neatly into that. Praise God, eh? Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're going to leave you guys to it. We're going to um, wish you a belated Merry Christmas. Yes. Because for us, Christmas is tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, we were looking, looking forward to that. But, Jasmine, what is your takeaway challenge? Um... Yeah, so my takeaway challenge is going to be, I'm stalling because I haven't thought of one. Um, I think my challenge is going to be that I will, again, pray about how I can best serve my community um, because you can always do more. Um, huh. I've started and now I just want to keep like building those roots and maybe also how I can take my church on that journey too. So it's not just me in the community, but... Mm. A whole church. Yeah. For me, I think this is my first year in this post, and so I took up a lot of things, Mm. and I kind of leapt at many opportunities and most opportunities. And in the new year, I'm feeling really strongly from God. The invitation is to prayerfully and with discernment to lay down some things to invest 
more heavily in other areas. Mm. So this month for me is a time of praying through that and saying, okay, God, what do you want me to let go of mm. so that I can invest where you want me to more? Yeah. Amen. Cool. Amen. All right. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And I, if you're not taking a break, naughty. <laughs> <laughs> rest is important, yes. guys. Take a rest and uh, we'll catch you next time. See ya.